1: I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs,
0: priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. We hope that you enjoyed... A wonderful 4th of July holiday. Lots of good summer time. We were talking earlier about how we both crammed a lot of summer into the long weekend, and we hope that you did too. We're happy to be back with you today. We're going to do some commemorations focused on career today, so professional oriented commemorations, and we
1: will begin with Olivia. So, Olivia, had been dreaming of going to grad school. She was working full-time. She applied for a promotion. She didn't get it. Okay, so she thought, this is a sign. I'm supposed to apply to grad school, which she did, and she got accepted into her first-choice program. Well, then, Murphy's Law, within a couple of weeks of receiving her acceptance, she then got the same promotion that she had applied to before. So she thought, okay, she's going to defer school for a year to be more comfortable to prepare financially and then the promotion was official and she started the position within a few weeks She says, I have several competing emotions about this. I'm thrilled about both opportunities. I'm shocked because I didn't think I had a real shot to get into my program. I'm annoyed that things worked out this way. I wouldn't have applied to school so quickly had I received this promotion initially. My best friend just started her own program, so I'm sad that we won't be on the journey at the same time. I'm nervous because my program is overseas, and that'll be a huge life change. And above all, I feel guilty for planning on both. My head says that it isn't wrong since I'll be in the position for over a year, and though my acceptance is in place, there are a lot of things that could happen in the next 15 or so months that could prevent my going to school. But my INFJ heart knows the hiring process is exhausting to all involved and makes me think I should put them first always so I can't shake the guilt. My only reassurance right now is the fear that I also have, and that's the fear of a dissatisfying and disappointing life of living for others, which is what I've done so far. I have many wonderful, supportive people in my life, but they don't quite understand the range of emotions I'm feeling, so I wanted to share this with someone who knows how to make space for all the ands. Oh, I love that. That should be our tagline, a space for all the ands.
0: I love that, too. I'm also an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs, which I love. Sarah, what are you on that? Are you an ENFJ? Do I have that right?
1: Of course I am.
0: Yes. So we get this, Olivia, and I'm excited for you. I love that Olivia noticed that she was burned out between undergrad and grad school and decided to take some time off from school to address that. Mm -hmm. Yours truly was also burned out after college, did not take note of it, did not address Mm -hmm. it, barreled right on through law school. What would my life have looked like had I not? Who knows?
1: Well, as a person who is still paying off student loans, I'm also very excited that she's taking time to prepare financially. I think that's a very wise move. And I don't, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking the opportunities to learn and the time to Really mature and explore that position before going to grad school. I don't. I mean, I I think it definitely is an and that she will hopefully grow through both experiences instead of feeling like she had to put all of her apples in one barrel. For sure, I don't. I don't think you should feel an ounce of guilt. But we want to affirm all your feelings. (laughs) We want to make sure you have space for all the the emotions that I'm sure this brings up. I mean, going to grad school or getting a promotion would bring in lots of emotions. Doing both at the same time, of course you're feeling a lot of things.
0: I think it's a beautiful thing that Olivia cares for her employer, that she really gives the promotion position a fair run before taking off to grad school. I just would Mm -hmm. not feel guilt about the length of what that run looks like. Because if if that's on your mind, if you think, oh, it's a big deal for my company to have to replace me, then you are gonna be the kind of diligent employee who leaves the firm better than you found it. For whatever period of time you're in that spot, you know, if that question even occurs to you, you're going to give your company something good.
1: You were in HR. How often do roles really stay the same over years and years and years? It just depends on where you
0: are. I think, you know, Olivia works in a law firm longer in law firms than a lot of places. There is a Mm -hmm. history there of those roles being more static than elsewhere. There is also a culture, though, that says it's a problem if you if you make change. And that's not a culture that I would argue serves anyone very well. I think that this is the wisest way to approach your career. There is not one path. There are not right answers. Paying your dues doesn't look like a specific thing anymore. You just go from position to position. You collect skills. You show loyalty in the form of doing your very best work while you're in that position. But loyalty doesn't mean sitting in place forever. And I think that's the shift that we all have to make in a new economy where companies are not loyal Mm -hmm. to their employees the way they used to be in terms of you work here long enough. We promise you're going to have this lovely retirement. And so workers don't have to stay forever to get that right. You acquire the skills that you can. You do your best work while you're there. You move on in ways that hopefully are good for everybody. And I also think healthy turnover is good for a business, too. You know, leadership has a shelf life. And then it's time for that person to go grow in a new environment. And it's time for someone new to come into your environment and make it grow in a new way.
1: Well, we also heard from Megan, who's dealing with the difficult emotions surrounding transitions specifically career transitions. She wrote us and said, this isn't a happy commemoration. She wrote us a few years ago about her husband being led off and how well he was handling it and how helpful he was to her as she was finishing up her master's degree. Unfortunately, he is still unemployed, which means that they are facing a lot of pauses, a lot of no's, a lot of opportunities they don't feel comfortable taking. They'd like to buy a house. They'd like to start a family. She's undergoing a deconstruction of her faith. It's painful and lonely. And so she's dealing with a lot of really difficult things right now. Megan says, things aren't so great right now. I'm in a season of bitter frustration. I'm doing the best I can to keep it together. I can't make any sense of our situation and I'm frankly exhausted from trying. You don't have to use this in the show, but if you don't want to, because I know it's really depressing, but I want to commemorate this rough season of waiting that feels so bitterly unfair because at the end of the day, there is still hope that it's just a season. I want to look back on the other side of this and remember the pain I went through so that I can honor it and know that I can make it through hard times. It's such a lonely process and there isn't much of a community for it even though so many go through it. Of course we'd use it Megan, that's exactly what we're here for is to commemorate those hard transitions. And listen, I think I know that the ability to step back and the self-awareness to see the bitterness, the frustration and not to just numb it out, you are already leaps and bounds above how most people deal with such a difficult period in their lives. Honestly, I think seeing it for what it is, recognizing that it is hard and facing that is I mean, it's a damn near it's a superpower. I truly believe that.
0: There are very few books that make me cry consistently, but one of them is The, oh, the Places You'll Go because of how regularly they stop and say except when you don't because sometimes mm. you won't. And that whole section about the waiting place I love the recognition in that book that there are going to be seasons of our lives, and sometimes they're going to last for a couple of years, that are just miserable and where we feel so stuck and sometimes really powerless in the face of what's going on around us. And I do think that it's important to step back and recognize that's where I am right now. But again, it's so hard to face that powerlessness, just to look it in the face. Man, that's hard. It is hard. And there's not really any way to dress it up for yourself because Mm -hmm. you don't know whether or how that will contribute to your life down the road. You don't know if it has a purpose or not. I think we want to chase that. Like, here's what's going to happen on the other side of this. It's going to make it all worthwhile. And sometimes that's not going to be. And that's okay. You know, it's just part of being a human in the world. When I'm going through moments like this in my life, I haven't had a prolonged period like this in several years but in the the moments when this feeling kind of resurges for me it honestly helps me to think of myself as a mammal and to just consider that like i am not promised anything i'm not promised my next meal i'm not promised a place to live i'm not promised happiness or comfort or care or love i'm just here existing along with all of the other mammals and i don't know what it is about that that sort of settles me down and grounds me so that I can kind of keep putting
1: one foot in front of the other. But that is how I always cope with this feeling. Well, and I think what's the other aspect of her message that's so wise is not only the ability to acknowledge that you are bitter and frustrated and dealing with something sad and hard that leaves you saying no to opportunities you want to say yes to but that realizing you need support in that that it is lonely and that you need to be able to articulate what a hard time you're having in the age of you know social media where everybody puts a ha- happy picture on their lives and say My, I don't have any happy pictures anybody else out there that doesn't have any happy pictures cuz i feel really sad and lonely right now i just i think that that is such an act of faith and such a gift of grace to yourself and to your family and to others to really stand in that hard difficult period and say this sucks anybody else out there that this sucks for I just think that that is a really really hard but beautiful act and the truth of it is it sucks a lot for
0: lots of people it sucks Mm -hmm. there are lots all of us have periods like this and not all of us are good at being truthful about them and I do believe that the willingness to stand in it and confront it in this way will carry you through faster than fighting it. We will be
1: right back after this short message from our sponsor. It is. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is
0: coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax,
1: and think about
0: work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. It's hard to find a good bra. I feel like I've been through many iterations Maybe the underwire will work well. Maybe I just need to get measured for the 70 billionth time. It's just tricky. Harper Wild has been listening in on those complaints from all of us and has decided
1: it is time to make wearing a bra easier. Harper Wild bras were designed with you in mind, with smooth, supportive coverage that looks good under any outfit. They feature front adjustable straps, I love that part, and a J-hook in the back so you can easily switch to a racerback fit. The Bra's X design makes it easy to fold and easy to pack. Click What's My Size on Harper Wild's website to take their fit quiz and find your current bra size. With Harper Wild, you can revamp your entire bra collection without overspending. Plus, Harper Wild has partnered with Girls Inc. to lift women around the world. A portion of each sale supports mentorship and educational programming for girls ages 6 through 18 through 82 local organizations. They thought through everything. I even love that they send you a little box and they're like, you got an old bra, send it back to us and we'll do something good with it. I really like all those small details and small touches that Harperwell does.
0: Go to harperwild.com slash life and use promo code life to get 15% off your first purchase. That's harperwild, W-I-L-D-E dot com slash life with promo code life for 15% off your first purchase. harperwild.com slash life. Finally, we heard from Chelsea, who... Ended up applying for a position and it required more vulnerability than she expected. And I love the framing that this required more vulnerability than she expected. She was hoping for more hours at the small museum where she works. And then a new position was announced. It fit with her interests. She had some experience that would be applicable. She realized in the process, though, that when you apply internally in a small place where everybody knows everybody else, It feels Mm -hmm. really vulnerable. She said, I first talked to my boss to see if I even fit their idea of the candidate. When she gave me the go-ahead, I submitted an application. I realized that in a normal application, you have some sort of shield. If they don't like your cover letter or are unimpressed with your resume, they just don't hire you. Here, the hiring committee knew me and had worked with me, which offered an advantage, but also made me realize that they may not like my application, and I'd still be working with them. She received her current position through an internship that grew into a job, so she never really had applied to these people. Chelsea says, this is a long way to say, I wanted to commemorate the vulnerability that being brave sometimes often requires. My first instinct was to commemorate if I got the job, but I realized the space y'all have provided is for the celebrations even smaller than that, for the times when we just have the courage to put ourselves out there. Regardless of whether I get the job or not, I want to be proud of myself for being able to recognize what I want out of my career and not being afraid to ask for it, especially as a woman in her 20s still trying to figure out how to navigate a workplace.
1: I love that. The courage to put yourself out there. Here, here, Chelsea. I think that is so important i just again the self awareness of our audience never ceases to amaze me i think the self awareness to say i got the job that's something to big and celebrate but to celebrate the moment of vulnerability of applying i just love it so much
0: it's almost bigger than celebrating getting the job i think to celebrate the courage that it takes to put yourself out there it's easy to celebrate things that work out right it's so difficult to understand wow i am asking people who know me and who will continue to know me at the end of this decision-making process to evaluate me for a new position. That is really tough. That asks a lot And when you get turned down for an internal position, it's really hard and you have to have really good leadership skills to make those internal candidates have a good experience that they can grow through, even if it doesn't work out for them. So I hope that however this turns out for Chelsea, she has people with those really good skills because you can grow a lot through a process like this and you can also feel pretty banged up in the process.
1: Well, and it's just commemorating the part that really took your agency. I mean, you can do a good job and you can be a good candidate, but ultimately you don't have a lot of control over the hiring process, but you do have a lot of control over whether you want to step into that stream to begin with. you know. And I think that's why it's important to commemorate the parts of the decision-making process that we have a lot of control over that took our bravery, that took our courage, that took us looking at something with vulnerability, not just the payoff of other people's decisions.
0: And a really great thing anytime you put yourself out there for something is it gives you a chance to step back and take stock of what you really have going for you, take stock of what you really need to do your best work in a new environment or in a new position with new responsibilities. And that's always a valuable exercise, however it turns out.
1: We hope that whether you are in a period of tough transition or you're dealing with disappointment in your professional and career decision makings, that you make space to commemorate all the bravery and vulnerability and self-awareness it takes in our lives to put ourselves out there and that you make space for the ands. We love that. We will be back in your ears on Friday over at Pantsuit Politics. We're going to do five things you need to know about campaign finance if you were just dying of curiosity. Other than that, we hope you guys have a great week and keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces the Nuanced Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuanced Life is listener supported go to patreon.com the nuance life. For five dollars each month you'll receive an entire bonus episode of the Nuanced Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about the nuanced life and to connect with us through our weekly email visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.